Are you looking to build influence? Or maybe to drive more traffic? But bottom line, you want to change the game. You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Business Building Book Club. We're going to give you the tools you need to succeed both online and in person. Brought to you by Coach Molly and Three Pines Leadership. Welcome back, everyone. This is yet another episode of the Business Building Book Club. I am your host, Coach Molly from Three Pines Leadership, and thank you for spending this part of your day with me today. So if you didn't join us for the previous episode, the very first episode of this podcast, you may have missed out on um, my announcement that you can get your free copy of the book that we are using during this book club. All you have to do is head on over to leadershipmade.com slash DCS. That's leadershipmade.com slash DCS and uh, get your free copy. All you have to do is pay for shipping. The author, Russell Brunson, such a wonderful guy. He wants these messages out there in the world to help you succeed in business, regardless if it's in person, online, or anything in between. So get your free copy of Dotcom Secrets today at leadershipmade.com slash DCS. Last episode, we finished off with an overview of what sales funnels are with the sales funnel secrets section of this book. And now we're going to dive in to the very first secret. Secret number one, page 16 of the new book, The Secret Formula. So just so you know, before I start reading, I highly recommend getting a copy of these books and following along as I read to you because Just because I'm reading you the words does not mean you're getting all the value out of this book. Russell has put together these super easy to follow, um, like stick figure diagrams. That's how I can explain how simple they are. Um, But they are designed to trigger the information that you're learning in these chapters. They might not make sense the first time you see them, but as you go through and you, you learn more about what Russell's teaching, those figures will just immediately bring these concepts to mind, these concepts, these frameworks that he's teaching you. So I highly, highly recommend getting your copy of the book. Um, I have three copies of each of these books. I have them uh, flag noted out. I have some highlighted. I have notes in them. Um, These books have absolutely changed business, changed my life, changed the way that I approach my influence, all of it. I highly recommend you get your copy. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into secret number one, the secret formula. It was 11.27 a.m. on a Monday morning, and no matter what I told myself, I just couldn't get out of bed. The muscles in my body ached, although it didn't make sense. I knew I wasn't sore from exercise because I hadn't worked out. I had a sick feeling in my stomach that felt like the flu, but I knew I wasn't sick. In my head, I was wishing that I had a boss so that he or she could fire me and end this nightmare, and I knew that I had to face it as soon as I finally stumbled out of bed. How had I gotten here? Just a few weeks earlier, I had officially become an entrepreneur and launched my own company, and despite a lot of mistakes along the way, I was having some of ma- some moderate success. The company I started was profitable. We were serving people and making a difference, but for some reason, I was miserable. I thought back and tried to figure out where I had made the wrong turn. 
the more I thought about it, the more I started to realize I didn't love the customers I was serving. But why? Was something wrong with me or was it something different? A few weeks later, I was having a conversation with one of my entrepreneur friends and I told him how I was feeling. He smiled, and he, he smiled at me and said, if you don't like your customers, that's your fault, not theirs. You attract your customers based on the content and offers that you put into the marketplace. And then he said the line that I will never forget. If you change your bait, you'll change your customer. Immediately, I had one of those mind-blowing moments where I realized that when I got started, I never knew who I wanted to serve. Instead, I got excited about a product idea, threw it into the market, and waited for whoever was attracted to it to come. Unfortunately, the people who came with the offers I put into the marketplace were not the people I enjoyed working with. Then I asked myself a powerful question that changed everything for me. Who is the person I really want to serve? Up to that point in my business, I had never asked myself that question. I had been trying to sell to anyone and everyone I could. I had focused all my efforts on creating a good product without any thought about who I actually wanted to serve. While focusing on the product sounded smart at first, it left me tired, frustrated, and empty inside. If I were to pick my dream customers, who would they be? What did they look like? And what were the offers that I could create that would attract them? This is also the first question you need to ask yourself when starting your new company or making a shift to truly grow your existing company. So question number one, who is your dream customer? The first question you have to ask yourself is who do I actually want to work with? Most of us start with a product idea, never thinking about who we want as clients or customers, yet these are the people you will be interacting with day in and day out. You'll oftentimes spend more time with these people than with your own family and friends. You choose your significant other really carefully, so why wouldn't you take the same time and care in deciding who your dream client or your dream customer will be? If you're just getting started, this may not seem important, but I promise you that if you don't consciously choose your dream client, one day you will wake up like I did, working with people who exhaust you and wishing someone could fire you from the business you created. After I had successfully launched my first software company, a lot of people took notice to my success online and began asking me how I started my company. Because I saw the demand, I thought it would be fun to teach others how to start their own businesses online. The good thing was there were a lot of people who wanted to start businesses, and we made a lot of money teaching them. But the downside was that most of them didn't have any money and couldn't invest in the higher ticket things that I wanted to sell. Many had no business experience, so I had to spend tons of time on the fundamentals and that drove me crazy, which is one of the many reasons why I didn't want to get out of bed in the mornings. I had so much value that I wanted to provide people, like showing how I had scaled my companies, teaching conversion secrets and how, my structure, how we structure our funnels. But 99% of my time was spent showing them how to build and buy a domain and set up their hosting. I literally spent years serving these customers, and it made me miserable 
my family suffered, and no matter how much money we made, I wasn't happy. It took years before I sat back and actually thought about the who. I realized I had overlooked some pretty important questions, such as who are my dream clients? What do they look like? What are they passionate about? What are their goals, dreams, and desires? What are the offers that I could create that would attract them and repel everyone else? About af- after about a week of thinking about the who question, I sat down and created two customer avatars, one for the men I wanted to work with and one for the women I wanted to work with. For the women, I picked a name and wrote it down, Julie. Then I listed out the things that I knew about Julie that I wanted to serve. She is successful and driven. She has a message to share. She values her personal growth over money, and she's already started a business and had some success. But she wants to learn how to grow it. Next, I wrote down the name Mike. Next to Mike's name, I wrote out things that I knew about him. He's a former athlete. At some point, he has helped to change someone's life in a small way and wants to learn how to help more people. He values growth over money, and he's already built a business, but he wants, to make, but he wants more impact and feels a need to learn how to grow it. Then I went to Google Images, and I typed in Julie and the characteristics I had written out. Within minutes, I found a picture that looked like the woman in my mind. I did the same for Mike, and within minutes, I had both pictures of my dream customers printed and hanging on my wall. At the time, this seemed like a silly exercise, but just last month, I hosted a private event here in my office in Boise, Idaho, with 100 of my top entrepreneurs that I serve. Each of them paid me $50,000 to be in that meeting. Each of them had a business that made a minimum of a million dollars per year, and each of them were my dream clients. I stood up and told them that I had written something about one of them, and I wanted to see if they could guess who I was talking about. I read aloud the characteristics for both Mike and Julie. When I asked them to raise their hands if they thought I was talking about them, almost every hand in the group went up. I told them that six years earlier, I had written out my dream customer avatar and focused on creating offers and producing content that would attract that exact person. Six years later, I was sitting in a room with a hundred of the exact people that I had set out to attract just a few short years earlier. As I said, this may seem like a silly exercise, but it's important that you do it anyways. It will change your business. And for most of you reading or listening, it will likely change your life. Really, spend some time thinking about who you want to work with. Write down their characteristics and then go find an actual picture to represent them. It's amazing how your perspective changes when you have a physical picture of your ideal customer instead of a hazy half-form image in your head. John Lee Dumas from the Entrepreneur on Fire podcast recently shared at one of our events how he crafted his dream customer listener when he first launched his podcast. When I was trying to figure out what I wanted Entrepreneur on Fire to be, I was overwhelmed because it was hard for me to find the path that I wanted to take my listeners on. When I really sat down and said, okay, my listener or my avatar is Jimmy. He's 37 years old and he has a wife and two kids, ages three and five. He drives himself to work every single day. It's a 25-minute commute to work. He gets to a cubicle at a job he hates for nine hours. He gets done with his job, drives home, and it's a 35-minute commute home. 
He gets stuck in a little bit of traffic. He gets home and hangs out with his kids, has dinner with his family, puts his kids to bed, hangs out with his wife, and then has a little Johnny pity party at the end of every single night because he's sitting on the couch asking himself, why do I spend 90% of my waking hours doing things that I don't enjoy doing? Commuting to a job I don't like. Being at a job I don't like. Commuting home and only 10% of my waking hours doing things I love, like spending time with my kids and family. Jimmy's avatar has... Jimmy is my avatar. He's the person that as he's driving to work, should be listening to Entrepreneur on Fire so that when my guest is sharing their worst entrepreneurial moments, he can understand that it's okay to fail. That if you can learn lessons from, that you can learn lessons from failure. And that when he's driving home and my guest talks about their aha moment, he can talk about how you take an aha moment and turn it into success. And then instead of having a pity party at night, by himself on the couch, he can listen to the lightning round where my guest is sharing their best advice they've ever had, their favorite book or their favorite resource so you can start to put together the pieces of the puzzle. For me, whenever I come up to any question I have about the direction of my podcast, I go to my avatar and say, WWJD, what would Jimmy do? And I know from that one answer that that's the way I got to go. So if you sit down and really say, hey, this is really the one perfect listener for my podcast, then you're going to know that person inside and out. You're going to know where that person hangs out, what Facebook groups they're in, what LinkedIn groups they're in, how to advertise to them and what leads or ads are going to be appealing to them on Facebook and what's going to get them to download it. And again, this is your ideal perfect client. You can probably picture right now this person that whatever he sits down in front of you, you're like, dude, you're like my favorite client. And he's like, I know I'm your favorite client. That's the person that you want to be drawing in. So if you sit down and really figure out who your perfect one ideal listener is, everything changes from that point forward and all the decisions you make are based off of that. So every piece of content you make for your podcast is speaking to that avatar, the one person. Every call to action you give, every intro, every outro is specific for that purpose. A few years ago, two members of my inner circle high-end coaching program, Dean and Robin Holland, had launched a makeup cosmetic brush company in the UK. They had developed these special brushes because Robin suffers from a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS. And the brushes she created helped her to apply makeup and feel more confident about herself. So they did what any good entrepreneur would do, found someone to create the brushes, spent a small fortune on inventory, built out a funnel, and started selling them to women around the world who need cosmetic brushes. After two years of selling these brushes, almost nothing happened. They had no momentum and almost no sales. Then one day, they had a big epiphany. As Robin was looking in the mirror, she realized that her dream customer was staring back at her, her avatar wasn't all women who use makeup. That was too broad. Her market was women like her who were suffering from PCOS. What if instead of trying to sell their brushes to all women, they changed their customer avatar to look just like the person who, they were, who was looking back in the mirror? So they changed their dream customer avatar, which caused them to change the words on their landing pages in their funnel to speak specifically to this person. And then they changed the ads to be bait that would hook their dream person. They rebuilt their company to focus on their dream customer first, and it changed 
everything. Their makeup company went from making about $34,000 the entire previous year to making over $100,000 in the first 60 days after changing and focusing on their dream customer. Honestly, they would have done a heck of a lot more than $100,000, but they blew through the entire year's worth of inventory in those two short months and had to shut off their ads while they, were, while they rush ordered new products to keep up with the demand. That, the change didn't come from changing their products. It came from changing who their dream customers were and then speaking directly to and attracting them. This is the first question you need to ask inside the secret formula. Who is your dream customer? The second question is where are your dream customers congregating? The next question in the secret formula is where can you find your dream customer? Where are they already congregating online? The real power of the internet is the power of congregations. Groups of people gathering in little corners of the internet make it possible for people like you and like me to get into business quickly and be successful without all the barriers and expensive hurdles of traditional media. When I say the word congregation, what's the first thing that pops into your head? For most people, the word congregation brings to mind a church. A church is really nothing more than a group of people who gather based on similar interests. For example, each week the Baptists all congregate based on their similar beliefs and value. The Catholics also congregate, and so do the Mormons, the Seventh-day Adventists, Muslims, Jews, etc. So if I were selling a pro product specifically for Mormons, where would I go to sell it? Of course, I would go to the Mormon church. My dream customers would all be there together. And all I'd have to do is to put my message out in front of them. And if I made a good offer, some of them will buy. I want to stop here before this analogy goes any deeper because my point is not to teach you how to sell things to churches. I just want you to understand the power of a congregation because it's one of the main reasons the internet is such an amazing tool for business. Prior to the internet, it was hard for people around the world to congregate. We were limited by location and ability to communicate, but now it's possible for anyone and everyone to congregate and discuss almost anything with groups of people who have similar interests. When I was in high school, there were five or six kids who would get together every day at lunch and play card games. One of the card games was called Magic, the Gathering, and they would congregate every day at lunch and play the game they loved. I'm sure there were a handful of kids in high schools all over the country doing the same thing, unaware of one another. Before the internet, that was how things worked. You were kind of limited based on geography. You might not be close to other people in your congregation. As a marketer, I would have found it difficult to reach five kids in one high school and three at another and six or seven at yet another. It would have cost way too much money to be successful, yet now, thanks to the internet, those five or six kids in my high school can congregate with, all, with others all over the world to play Magic the Gathering online. They can hang out in forums and play games with people halfway across the world. Now, if I have a product to sell to a congregation of people who love Magic the Gathering, it's easy and economical to go online, find where they are, and get my message in front of them. Here's another example. I was a wrestler in college, and every night, all the student athletes had to spend two hours in study hall to make sure that we got our homework done. Naturally, I would sit next to my wrestling buddies, and we'd goof off online. I remember looking over one day and noticing that all of my friends were looking at the exact same website I was. It was called The Mat, 
WrestlingTees.com, a website for wrestlers. There were all, they were all chatting about what had happened the, that month in the wrestling world and commenting on the big matches we were excited to see. Every single person on my college wrestling team was, on, was in that study lab for two hours every night hanging out on the mat.com and talking about wrestling rather than doing their homework. Interestingly, this was likely happening in every single university around the country. Add in all the high school wrestlers as well as their parents and other wrestling fans and fanatics and you can see that almost anyone in the world who cared about wrestling were all in the same spot online congregating and talking about the sport we love. Now, if I had a wrestling product, what would I do to sell it? I would find the existing congregation of wrestling fans and I would put my bait in front of them. Simple. There are congregations online for everything. Anything you can dream up. There are online congregations. What kind of online congregations do you participate in? My guess is that there's at least a dozen or more things that you're interested in and you have a special place on the internet you go to be with people and talk about what's important to you. I want you to know, I want you to now start thinking about congregations as they relate back to your dream customer. What are the congregations that they are already participating in? Start asking yourself these kinds of questions. Ask yourself, what are the top websites that my dream customer already goes to? What forums or message boards do they participate in? What are the Facebook groups they participate in? Who are the influencers they follow on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok? What podcasts do they listen to? What are the email newsletters that they're subscribed to? What blogs do they read? What channels are they following on YouTube? What keywords are they searching for in Google to find the information they're seeking? Once you understand the core concept of congregations, driving traffic becomes incredibly easy. My job as a marketer is to figure out who it is I want to serve and then figure out where they are already congregating. Question number three is what is the bait, the hook, story, and offer that you'll use to attract your dream customers? Once we know where our dream customers are, we have to create the right hook to grab their attention. The hooks are the ads that will grab the attention of your dream customers just long enough for you to tell them a story. The goal of the story is to build rapport with them as well as to break the false beliefs that they have that would keep them from taking you up on your offer. The offer is the thing that you've created for your dream customers so that you can give them the results they desire. If you do this step correctly, it will repel the customers you don't want to serve and attract the right customers to you. As my company moved away from selling to beginners and towards attracting our dream customers, our first step was to create new offers that would attract Mike or Julie. The first offer I created was called .com Secret Labs, 108 Proven Split Test Winners. This offer worked for us because most beginners didn't know what a split test is, but we knew that Julie and Mike, our dream customers, would know what those terms meant and they would be hungry to get their hands on that information. Within days of launching this new offer, we had thousands of dream clients lining up to work with us. When you find out who your dream what your dream customers want, it becomes very easy to attract them. Throughout this book, we're going to talk more about creating the right offers. Right now, just realize the offer has to match what your dream customer wants. Because this step in the formula has its own framework called Hook Story Offer. I've dedicated all of the next chapter, secret number two, to going deep into that framework.
Question number four, what is the unique result or value that you can create for your dream customers? Once you've hooked your dream customers with the perfect offer, the last question is what result or value do you want to give them? I'm not talking about what product or service you want to sell them. A business is not about products and services. A business is about the result that you can get for your clients. Once you and they understand that, that understand this concept, the price is no longer a barrier. For me, I know the best way that I can serve my dream client is to give them a funnel that works for them and gives them consistent leads or sales or whatever they want. And the best way for me to deliver that to them is for me to just do it all for them. That's how I can have the deepest impact and serve the client at the highest level. Ideally, it's where I would like to take all my customers that type of service is not cheap, but the results I can deliver at that level are amazing. To put it in perspective, for that service, my company used to charge a million dollars up front, plus a large percentage of sales. I understand that many of my customers won't be able to pay me for that level of service, which is why we develop their products and services. But understanding where you ultimately want to take your dream client is the key to this step. Imagine that your clients could pay you anything to get a desired result. What then would you do to help guarantee their success? Where would you lead them? What does that place look like? Keep that place in your mind. It's the pinnacle of success for your clients. It's where you want to take them. The framework of this step of the secret formula is called the value ladder. It will be broken down in greater detail in secret number three. And we'll show you how to ascend your customers so you can make more money and they can receive more value. That's it. The four questions to the secret formula, again, are as follows. Question number one, who is your dream customer? Question number two, where are they congregating? Question number three, what is the bait that you can put in front of them to attract them to you? And question number four, what is the unique result that you can create for them? So now I'm going to close the book, my friends, because that is the end of secret number one, the secret formula. And I hope you're getting some value out of this because I know the first time I read this book, it blew my mind. These concepts and these frameworks seem small, um, but they're broken down in ways that they are manageable, they are doable, they are baby steps, um, but they are going to radically change your business. If your business is online, if your business is in person, if it's a service or it's a product you sell, it does not matter. This is how you play the game. So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Next episode, we will be diving into secret number two, hook, story, and offer. Make sure you grab your free copy of .com Secrets by Russell Brunson, and you can get your very own free copy, just pay for shipping, at leadershipmade.com DCS. That's leadershipmade.com DCS. I'm your host, Coach Molly. Thank you so much for joining me again for this episode. Until next time, everyone, remember I love you and be excellent to each other. Bye for now.